Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your girl V, and I am back yet again with another episode of Love V Talks. Before we get started, you already know, please do not forget to follow your girl on Instagram and Twitter at Love V Talks. And if you are on Facebook, request to be a member of my private Facebook group, Love V Talks. And your girl is finally on TikTok, so follow me at Love V Talks on TikTok. So I always like to start off my episodes with saying thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart from all those who love and support me i appreciate you i adore you i am working on two years almost okay of being on my podcast and i just want to say thank you you have been amazing so today i had an amazing discussion with a friend and i wish i was able to record but for some reason i was having issues with trying to record on uh my podcasting platform but it's okay we're gonna make it work next time so basically me and my friend Desi, we talked about our experiences with a narcissistic partner and I wanted to talk about that a little bit just because you guys didn't get a chance to join in on the conversation. Hopefully next time me and Desi can actually have a talk on here um, as well and you can follow me on Facebook. Um, I did save the live that I did do and uh, yeah so you can go ahead and watch me and Desi have that discussion. So I get a lot of questions about being in a narcissistic relationship being in a mentally um, emotionally abusive relationship now um you know I'm not a therapist okay I tell people this right off the bat because a lot of people ask me for advice a lot of people want to get my input on a lot of things especially their experiences and a lot of people want me to talk about it because they are currently experiencing it and they don't know how to get out of the situation so I want to give in layman's terms the definition of a narcissist or narcissism uh, because you know I, I don't want to assume that everybody knows what I am talking about so I'm just going to go ahead and just throw it all out there so the formal definition of a narcissist or excuse me narcissism is excessive interest in or an admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance and the psychology definition is selfishness involving a sense of entitlement a lack of empathy and a need for admiration as characterizing a personality type and for those who are narcissists they uh, suffer from NPD which is narcissistic personality disorder it is a disorder in which a person has a has an inflated sense of self-importance um npd is found more commonly in men the cause is unknown but likely involves a combination of genetic and environmental factors so a lot of the symptoms can include um, excessive need for admiration disregard for others feelings and inability to handle any criticism and a sense of entitlement um, the disorder needs to be diagnosed by a professional treatment involves talk therapy so the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this took me a very long time to verbalize um, the situation that I myself had experienced with a partner who was emotionally abusive and saying that out loud still just really sends chills down my spine because it just mind boggles me and if really sunk in 
that this person was never genuine in the first place. Um, they had no intentions on being genuine. And in fact, they are continuing the cycle with other people. And so, you know, unfortunately, I have watched it get worse gradually over time. Luckily, I am not, you know, no longer that supply of need or that supply of um, emotional attachment for that individual anymore. Um, in a lot of ways, you know, that situation was a blessing and a curse because I learned so much from being with a partner who was narcissistic, who constantly needed validation, um, someone who was emotionally damaged. And I know their past, you know, um, his his mother was physically abused. And, you know, I, I know that her children had seen these things and then they also seen these things with her second husband so it wasn't like just a one-time thing no her her kids definitely experienced that trauma and so um wrapping my mind around being with a partner who was narcissistic is very mind-boggling to me because of the emotional trauma the emotional trail that they leave on your life is just a lot and so I do want to briefly discuss the relationship and if anybody is experiencing these um, signs, I strongly suggest that you go to YouTube, you know, you know, YouTube has everything. <laughs> I strongly suggest that you go on YouTube. There's plenty of professionals who talk about this very topic um, and go in more depth on their platforms. And also, if you have a therapist, I strongly suggest do not be afraid, do not be ashamed to talk to your therapist about what you are currently experiencing because 9 times out of 10 you're not crazy. Okay? You're not losing your mind. Your your mind is not playing tricks on you. What you are experiencing is valid. You are valid, okay? That person that you're with is probably the fact that you are listening to this right now. The fact that you are thinking to yourself Am I in a relationship with somebody who's narcissistic? You probably are. Or at least somebody who's just who's emotionally abusive. So there's that. <laughs> um, but basically, one thing that I, I noticed, because a lot of people come to me and they ask for advice quite often, is the very first sign of a, a relationship that is pretty much abusive emotionally is that these situations always start off fairy tales i remember when i first met this person i was so head over heels my mind was made up this is the person that i was meant for and i remember praying to god that i was prepared for the person that i was supposed to spend the rest of my life with that god would bring the person that i was supposed to spend the rest of my life with you know right now <laughs> he's he's going to send that person and at that moment when I met that person I felt like I met the love of my life um now they will pull out all the stops at any expense you know if they don't have the money to woo you they will come up with the money to woo you um they will a lot of them they'll show you off to their family or they'll put on a front front for your family to make themselves appear perfect, to lay that foundation so that when problems do arise in the relationship, you know, you'll get the typical responses. And I'm sure plenty of people have experiences where your typical response is, what? He did that or she did that. I can't believe that. They're just so sweet. They're just, they just been amazing. You know, I can't believe that they would do something like that. So they lay that foundation for a reason. They are very strategic. They are, these are not stupid people. They're, they're not naive to what they are doing majority of the time. 
And by the way, um, I think it would be a good idea to look up the different types of narcissists, of um, types of narcissism. Um, I think this will give you a lot of clarity about your own individual experience um, to put a name to it. And this will lay out the entire blueprint for you. But anyway, with my experience, everything was perfect. You know, I thought this was a church boy. Everything about him was just so perfect to me. Um, you know, I never really experienced this type of affection, attention, love, especially very early on in a relationship. Um, it was very overwhelming, but in a good way to me. You know, I didn't have a good, a bad feeling about it. Um, not that I th can think of, you know, in the very beginning, I want to say um, the first couple of months. So gradually, I remember when he decided to take a job out of town from our hometown. And I remember encouraging him to move regardless. Now, at this point, he was considering staying in town or taking this job and the job was a great opportunity for him to get his career started so I, I encouraged him it was about two hours away from our hometown and I'm like yo I will support you regardless even though we had just started dating I want to say two or three months in I already had my mind made up that you know I was going to come visit he was going to come visit me I already had the blueprint laid out because I was head over heels very very quickly at this time I was a uh, 21 22 when I met him um, right before my last year of college and so you know the problems really didn't start to arise until after I had moved in um, at this point you know some things did come up before that time but this was almost about a year into the relationship when I decided to move in with him um, the problems they were very gradual and I think the reason why I didn't really see it at first is because we were two hours apart from each other so it wasn't like a full-blown you know I, I see everything I know what's going on because I really did it and so um things really started to take a turn because I was I remember being on his Instagram just to look at his pictures and I remember at this time on Instagram you could see what type of pictures <laughs> someone was liking or like the comments that they were leaving on other people's posts and I know Instagram doesn't have that anymore but <laughs> I see why they eliminated that feature but um I remember seeing him continuously flirting with women and I remember going through his phone no other reason other than to honestly be nosy um, and honestly, I think a little bit of what that was to intuition, but I remember going through his phone and I clicked on this app, y'all. I didn't even know what it was. Um, it looked like a game, but it's a secret app and I clicked on it and holy guacamole, this dude literally was like planning dates with other women. And I will never forget the first time he really blatantly, I want to say, manipulated or gaslighted me was and for those of you who don't know um gaslighting is basically warping your reality so their whole purpose of gaslighting is to make you look like the bad one them look like the good one completely try to get you to forget the actual reality and create a new one right and so um he i remember confronting him i was so angry that day and I remember confronting him about what I found. And this dude really started crying. 
I really want to be with you, blah, 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 all this jazz. And I fell for it because I wanted to believe that he was genuine. He wanted me. It was just a mistake. Blah, blah, blah. Um, We slightly got over that. But then it still just gradually got worse because after that, then it was, well, you know, I'm really struggling because I need you to go to the gym with me. And, you know, body and image means a lot for me. So I'll say, okay, you know, I'll go to the gym with you. It went from go to the gym with me to I'm, I need to make you a diet plan because you're not losing weight fast enough for me. Now, it didn't, it didn't come off harsh at first because it wasn't overt. It was very, like, passive. And I think once he realized, like, the passiveness wasn't getting him the result that he wanted as quickly as he wanted from me that was when he started getting fed up like okay I'm telling you I need you to go to the gym with me and you're not doing it the way I want you to do it and so I remember it turning into you need me to um you need to make a diet plan for me and this is your last resort to get me to do what you want me to do and if I don't do it you're gonna find somebody else and I remember being at this point feeling like I didn't know where to go I didn't know where to turn I moved here I gotta stick it out I'm embarrassed to even tell my mom what's going on I'm embarrassed to tell my friends I was highly embarrassed at this point in time um and as a matter of fact now that I'm remembering it actually did the the emotional abuse actually did start before I moved out there um a lot of memories that I tried to suppress are really like starting to come out but I remember before I moved out there he had an assignment for the military and I remember when he went out of town um for his training um I remember him saying how he didn't know if he wanted to be with me because of my body. You know, not my personality, you know, not that I did anything wrong. It was strictly, you don't look like how I want my woman to look. And I remember that hurt me so bad. And I tried so hard to prove to him that I could be that person when there was nothing wrong with me. And as a matter of fact, I was the same size had that he had met me. So it wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, starting to be unhealthy. I was actually learning. I was dipping my feet into the fitness world and the uh, healthy nutrition. So it was taking me a bit of time. But, you know, I was moving at my own pace because it took me quite a while to learn it. But I finally got it down. But moral of the story is that's when it really started before I actually moved out there. But I didn't want to believe that he was saying these things to hurt me. Or to be manipulative. I really wanted to believe that he was saying these things to... Because he wanted me to be healthy. He wanted me to be in the gym like he is. Um, And then gradually, you know, when I moved in with him, we got an apartment together. Then it really became an issue because he was angry almost every day. But the thing is, when you are in a relationship with someone who is a narcissist, who suffers from narcissism, um, you know, they... It's not all bad. Um, And this is why it's a very confusing time for a lot of people. Because when you think of an emotionally abusive or an abusive relationship in general, you think of constantly bad times. But that's not the case. It's not always bad. And they purposely do that for a reason. Because if the whole thing was bad, you would have been left. Right? You would have been gone. You would have ran for the hills. 
But I remember constantly questioning my own sanity, thinking, well, if I did love him, I would lose weight. He's right. If I loved him, I would lose weight. And that constantly being told that really ingrained into my head to the point where like I lost a little bit of confidence that I did have I started to really believe the things that he was saying I would sacrifice these things to make him happy I would wear makeup to work to make him happy I would you know dress a certain way wear heels you know just to look good in front of his friends you know things like that and that really weighed on me because I felt like something was wrong with me and um after a while you know, it weighed on me so bad and I have no problem with admitting this and I and I tell people this all the time, but again, this is not a reason for somebody to be a crappy person to you. I remember when I um I saw that he was still like, you know, doing the whole flirting thing, flirting with other women, um, and then gaslighting me about it. And I remember when I I decided um at one of my old jobs, um, there was a guy there that I actually really liked. And I remember we kind of started a relationship. We weren't like in a relationship. But what I'm saying is we started a, a relationship that wasn't appropriate, basically. Um, cheating, basically. So I was cheating on my partner and he was cheating on his. Um, and I remember it was very gradual. It was like flirting, you know. And I just felt so good. I started to feel so happy to go to work, y'all, just to talk to this man. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but it's insane. But um, I remember, you know, talking to this guy and he was literally like writing me poetry and like I would get so giddy about it. And it, and looking back on it, it definitely felt like an escape because at this time, around this time, I remember, you know, when I really wasn't doing everything that my boyfriend wanted me to do at the time, it was like, OK, well, you know. I can get your name off the lease if I wanted to, you know, if you're not going to do what I need you to do. If you're not going to lose weight like I need you to do, then I can write off. I can easily pretend like I'm being deployed to get you off the lease. So at this point, like I'm not even comfortable, comfortable in my own home. Um, I'm constantly feeling like I'm on edge. I'm not feeling right. And I really started to lose my mind. And I remember um, cheating on him with this guy from work. And it wasn't anything other than attention. Um, and again, you know, it has nothing. First of all, it's it's not right. Um, I want to put that out there. But the reason why I'm telling my story is because I think that people have this idea of like a quote unquote victim of emotional abuse is like this, you know, completely innocent. They don't do any wrong. And it has nothing to do with you doing any wrong. It literally doesn't. Because a lot of people will put that out there. Especially enablers of the one that, that is abusive. The, the abuser. They'll say, oh, well, you shouldn't have did X, Y, and Z. Well, they were doing that before then, boo. Like, that has nothing to do with the mistakes that you made. And you, quite frankly, you still didn't deserve that. If they felt like they could have handled the relationship, they should have said so. They should have said so and they should have left. Period. Point blank. Um... But I remember this and I remember him finding out about it and it was even more leverage for him to treat me even worse. It was like, well, I'm even more validated that I'm the innocent one and you need to prove to me that I need to be with you because you cheated on me. Right. And so I'm first of all, I already felt crappy about myself before the situation. Um, 
and then now I feel even worse because I'm like, oh my God, he's right. Like I'm a crappy person. So I need to, you know, go to the gym. And I remember Googling like ways to just lose weight faster because I was afraid of losing him. And the thing is like, it was so emotionally exhausting it was very exhausting. It was very emotionally draining that I didn't feel like I had an escape. You know, I wasn't being honest with my mom. I wasn't being honest with my family members because I was embarrassed. And then now here I am cheating. And now I feel even worse because your mind games are starting to work on me. Now I'm really starting to feel like I'm a crappy person. You know, you're withdrawing sex for me. You're withdrawing saying I love you. Um... And it was all just a ploy because if you think about it, how I explained the relationship in the very beginning, the very beginning was like perfect. It was you're constantly taking me out on dates. You're constantly telling me I'm beautiful. You want to be with me, blah, 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 till I move in. And now the switch has turned. You cut the switch. Now it's you got to prove to me because I did all those nice things for you and I'm such a great guy. You need to prove to me why you're worthy of me. When whole time he didn't even have his life together. Nothing, he was not stable emotionally, financially, nothing. No part of his life was stable. And, um, you know, it really just went downhill from there. Um, it got to the point where towards the end of our lease of our apartment i remember he met this girl um on the military base that he was working on and she was really young and i remember him specifically like flirting i would catch him i don't think he ever really knew that i knew from the very beginning but i remember seeing him like flirting with her on like facebook and and this is a common trend with people who are narcissistic because normally before they actually physically leave a relationship, they already have another one. It's already planned out. That will that should let you know right then and there that they're not genuine. Because if you can easily go from, oh, I love this person, I want to be with them, to turning a switch, and now you're doing the exact same thing with another person within a couple of weeks, that should tell you something about that person, their character. It's not very genuine because the average person needs time to heal. Normally, what a lot of people do, and I don't know if it's healthy or not. I don't want to say, you know, because I'm not a, an expert in this. But normally, you know, the, the the normal thing for a lot of people to do is if they are going to date, they don't normally, like, just hop into serious relationships because, you know, they kind of reflect on the situation or if they are hurt from it, they're partying, they're having fun with their friends, they're doing things that they love. They're learning how to get themselves back versus hopping into a relationship because that emotional attachment, like it completely, it literally, there's a chemical imbalance because you spend so much time with this person. Now you're trying to find yourself. So, um, it takes time, but with a lot of them, and this is why it's easy to spot them because they normally have very short, sporadic relationships. And normally if they do have a long-term relationship, it's very drama filled. It's nothing but drama. It's nothing but cheating. It's nothing but, you know, multiple people. It's like love triangle constantly. Um, it's never a calm moment with them ever. <laughs> it's always drama, 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 drama. It's always something with them. And so, um, it's, it's very emotionally exhausting. And, you know, I remember he was flirting with this young lady 
And I remember being so angry about finding out about her because I remember when we finally, we actually had broken up, but we were still living together and we were still kind of back and forth thing, back and forth thing. Y'all don't even know if that's a word, but, <laughs> but I remember coming home and he was on FaceTime with this girl, um, in our bed and I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, and that's another thing too, like people who are narcissistic, they have no boundaries. It's like, no matter what, I'm going to get what I want, you know, despite you, they lack empathy, they lack couth, they lack respect. It's just the end goal is I need to get what I want. So they do things like this because they don't care. They don't care about you. All they care about is once this relationship ends, once this lease ends, I already got a girl lined up or I already got another man lined up. They already fell into my trap because I already probably love bombed them. I already met their family. I already sent them flowers. I already surprised them at work. Things like that. And so um, I remember I was so upset. I was so heated. I reached out to her to warn her like, yo, we are still living together. Not only that, but we have been back and forth. And I remember her saying that I didn't matter. Like what I was saying to her didn't matter. She doesn't care what I have to say. And that really like hurt me because I was thinking like, dang girl, you know, what the hell? But it wasn't her fault because whatever lies that he was telling her worked, it worked. It's not her fault. She believed what she wanted to believe and that's okay. That's what a lot of us do. But unfortunately, she saw the hard way because there was a whole bunch of drama with that, which I think I'm probably going to do like a story time. <laughs> but I remember with that whole situation, like I can only imagine the hurt and pain that she experienced because she found out the very hard way um, the individual that he was. She found out very unfortunately how he was in a very hurtful way. And, you know, um, the 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 more I reflect on that situation, I realize how crappy it was because it felt like, you know, what am I to do now? You know, I, I wanted to fight for the relationship and then I questioned myself, like, why do I want this so bad? But now looking back on it, it's because that emotional attachment, that need, they do those things, they hurt you so that you feel like you need them. They purposely do all that, you know, lovey-dovey mess in the very beginning to reel you, reel you in. It's not done out of love. Because if you think about it, a real relationship, a real bond, a real friendship is built off of time, getting to know each other, effort, you know. But the love bombing is strictly there. And you can tell when it's love bombing because it feels very overwhelming. It feels very unnatural it feels rushed it feels like undeserving although you deserve what you want but what I mean by undeserving is that you haven't even built that relationship with that person yet and it feels very odd it feels very misplaced I think that's a better way to put it it feels misplaced but um you know it's it's it was so much and I remember finally getting into therapy um, in the middle of our relationship. And then that was when my eyes really started to open. And I will never forget when we went to therapy. And my therapist literally said. Um, she actually had um, a session with him herself without me. 
She didn't tell me everything. She only told me the things that were concerning me and my safety. But I'll never forget her telling me. She said, he is so disturbed. You need to leave him alone. I've absolutely never heard a therapist say anything like that. She told me how he was recording our phone conversations, how he was constantly spying on me, how he was constantly logging into my social media accounts to spy on me, um, how he was, you know, um, constantly just doing really odd things to keep tabs on me. Um, and I remember one thing that she said that really stuck out was she said that he was recording our phone conversations to reiterate or to remind himself why he's the victim and why I'm the culprit, why I should be left, basically. So, for example, if he's if he's recording a, a phone conversation, it's always of me telling him we're done or I don't want to be with you anymore. But he doesn't have any pretext. It's, well, you didn't tell the people... You didn't tell anybody that I left you because you constantly yelled at me and berated me. And after I told you not to. The only part that you recorded is me telling you that I don't want to be with you anymore. And you're crying on the phone. But you but you don't want to tell the part where you disrespected me over and over and over and over again. You see what I'm saying? So it was that manipulation. And the fact that you were so delusional enough to sit there and record a phone conversation that you know doesn't have all the pretext, but to remind yourself that you are the victim and you're this great person says a lot. You're very disturbed. And I feel really bad for you because I know that that has to be really hard to be such a, a terrible person. It has to be really hard to not ever be single because you hate your own company. It has to be very difficult to live with the horrible choices that you've made. It has to be very, very difficult to know that you have destroyed the lives of many people around you. It has to really suck to not enjoy your own company because you're scared to look in the mirror. That has to be really scary. So I think that a lot of us, we got away with, even though it hurts, I feel like I'm preaching. Even though it hurts to leave somebody who is emotionally abusive or abusive, period, you are better off than them because they have to do these things to make themselves feel bigger than what they are. These aren't great people. Even if they are unknowingly doing it, it doesn't matter because it's not your fault. You don't deserve to be hurt just because they're ignorant of a situation. It's, it's not your responsibility. You know who responsibility it is? It's theirs. And when they were a child, it was their parents. But it's, that's no longer it. If they're grown, don't feel guilty. It's not your fault. You never have to. I don't care what you did. You don't deserve to be abused. If they feel like the relationship is not right for them, they should have left you. And they would have saved you so much hurt and pain. They should have left you a long time ago. I'm telling you, get your strength. You are deserving. I'm telling you, it took me a while to get to where I'm at, but I'm so thankful that I am where I am. And I feel really bad for um, the current victims, whoever they may be, because even after our relationship had ended, there are so many women that have come forward to me and they all had the exact same story. And I have been reminded over and over again why I left that situation alone. Why going to therapy was the best thing that, that I have ever done for myself, was the best investment that kind of ever, 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 ever done for myself. It was a blessing. And it hurt. Especially because it took me, it took me two times of being left for another woman.
y'all. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. It took me two times to be left by another woman. Him flirting with multiple women. Him telling me I was fat. Him yelling at me. Him berating me. Him gaslighting me. Him um, FaceTiming another woman in front of me. In our bed. It took all of that to get me to where I'm, I am. And this is why I call this a blessing in disguise. Because holy cow. This situation has taught me so much about myself. And anybody that knows me personally or has seen my growth, you know where I started and you know where I am now. And I am so thankful for where I am because, man, that was a journey. An ugly one at that, but a great one. A great one. I'm very thankful for this, this very day that I'm here because I have blessed so many people with my story um and they've learned so much about it i get told i'm an inspiration all the time and, and it just really reminds me of why i keep going i'm thankful i'm out that situation um wow i you know talking about it just really sends chills up my spine because my story baby listen Knowing where I started and where I am now, I am not even the same person. I feel so proud to say that. It took me a minute, but I'm here. Ever since I left that situation alone, blessings have been flowing into my life non-stops. Stops, y'all. <laughs> non-stop. <laughs> um, I feel so blessed. I feel so powerful. You know, it took a lot to get here but I'm here and I'm thankful the more I look at the situation it's like well I could have stayed in it still could have been in it although that would have been you know painful but that would have been much more painful that's much more painful than me leaving a situation and growing and learning from it and using it for my other relationships you know not even just romantic relationships but my friendships how to learn how to stand up for myself learn how to look at the signs learn how to give my time properly to those who I feel deserve it know how to nip it in the bud quickly know how to move on when the time comes when it's needed um, I'm very thankful and you know for a very long time I felt invalidated because you know this this person's friends th their mother they I felt invalidated for a really long time I felt like I was losing my mind and I was I was losing my mind I was doing things that I never thought I would do um, because I was in such emotional turmoil you know I was being manipulated but I, I don't I don't want to be a victim anymore and I'm not going to be a victim anymore I write my own stories but I hope you can write your own story and let me know if you have any questions you don't deserve to be abused. You have never deserved to be abused. You deserve happiness. You deserve exactly what you say that you deserve, whether that's good or bad. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you say you deserve um, the current bad situation that you are in, then yeah, you do because you're not ready yet. And it's okay to not be ready. I was there. But what I mean by that is. Trust me, you'll know when you're ready and you know when it's time to move forward. And that's when you will know, like, okay, I really do deserve to be happy. You'll be ready. Because then when you're hurt 
and you feel like you don't deserve better, all you're going to do is hurt other people. So trust me, you'll know when you are ready. Seek therapy, seek help. Surround yourself with people who love you, who support you. I love you guys. Please do not forget to follow your girl on Instagram and Twitter at LoveVTalks. And if you are on Facebook, request to be a member of my private Facebook group, Love V Talks. And your girl is on TikTok. Okay, follow me on TikTok at Love V Talks. I love y'all. Stay blessed. Until next time. Bye.